Hi guys, so today you and I are going to talk about migration processes for legacy code. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, Frederick, at your convenience, when you see fit to discuss, could you, talk, could you make one more video about the process of migrating? Uh, and that you refer to in your video. What determines what parts of a legacy code base that must be rewritten in a migration? You really like to ask me these gigantic mega questions, don't you? So this was posted on a video I made called How do you fix legacy code? And basically, that, like, I can't like, go through all that. But in essence, that is the question. So how do you determine what you should migrate and what you should not migrate? And honestly, there's no way for me to give you a silver bullet answer to this because it's probably the most complex thing that you can ask. It's similar to saying, it, it, honestly, it's very similar to asking if your car breaks down, it's like you sending me a message asking, Frederick, how do I fix my car? Well, without knowing what broke, without knowing your car and what your needs are and like what like what's your budget, what's uh, like with insurance policies, like there's so much more that I would have to know about your car to be able to fix it over a YouTube channel. Uh, it's not possible for me to do it. And honestly, in in this scenario, when it comes to something large as a corporate or it doesn't have to be a corporate, but as a digital system. The only person who will be able to answer that question is someone who has fairly good in-depth knowledge of like the all the parts that make up your system. And that's something that I get paid to do. <laughs> I'm not saying that you should pay me for it because I mean, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there are people who like the, the, your job is usually to do this, actually to like, basically get a salary and then go and learn all the things about the system. And then when you know all the things about the system, come with recommendations and things like that. That's usually what you do when you're at a, a team lead level or like an architect level type a developer that's most of what you do as a software developer you can also do this uh, or I mean you are technically responsible for it but unfortunately at the larger companies it's so common that the systems are so large that you basically need a full-time person to have this eagle-eye view of everything in a small startup you usually don't need an architect or like a see like a super senior software developer who's like or a tech lead product and developer who's like focusing on making these big holistic decisions uh, you just usually need someone to churn out the code and make sure that the stuff that you are producing is of a decent quality but in the large system you basically need someone who is only looking at the large like the big picture stuff and that's so uh, like i still do a lot of, like i mean i still code for a lot lot but uh, my role has very recently uh, changed to more towards this where basically uh, my employer at the uh, at the moment needs someone to take charge of like refactoring and like figuring out okay what's the good technical strategy to do to deal with legacy and all of this good stuff and like what should what should our corporate um, like strategy be for like taking care of new talents and like all of this stuff right and so the that's where I, I can only give you what I usually do when I work in this fashion, when I deal with this sort of problem. Uh, and what I usually say is that I look at refactoring and all of this good stuff as a cost value problem, always. And the decision what part of a system to switch out or what to rewrite, what to leave, like all of these sorts of things is 
it comes down to that simple equation, cost value. What is like uh, because uh, the size of the refactor is going to determine how much this is going to cost, and then we also have to calculate what is the like what is the value we're getting because that's the thing that the junior level and or well, it's not really the juniors. Juniors are a little bit ignorant in this area because they they're just kind of getting into things. But the philosophers they so these are the ones who have a warped cost value uh, analysis. That's why I argue you should at no point ever ever let a philosopher developer have any say at all on any problem that is above a junior levels uh, refactor because this as I said the scope of the refactor is the thing that determines who should do it uh, and uh, the because the philosopher they will ignore the cost and just look at this, the value column um, they, and the, these are the people who will bankrupt your co your company if they if you let them because they don't like they care more about what good practices look like than if this is feasible or not. They are the ones who are trying to achieve world peace with 50 bucks in their pocket. They, they're never going to do it. It's never going to work. So what I like to do is that I like to look at the problems like the refactors and like all of that stuff and I look at them from like at dif as different types of investments. So an, as, as an example a simple refactor is what I call a junior level problem and that's where you basically say, okay, we have a few files here, a few like symbols or like pieces of code that needs a little bit of nicer names, or we would like to move some of this stuff into reusable components or to like a shared folder or something like that. These tiny small refactors, you can basically just create stories for this and allocate that towards basically anybody. It's not going to be a problem, but then you have the little, the more complex stuff, which is more architectural things, and in the really large scenarios, you have company-level stuff, where it's not just about code; it's about work processes, it's about version control systems, it's about CI pipelines and synergy between teams, and like, and like making sure like scheduling works so that you know there's not one team doing one thing over here and then another team doing something over here, and then they have a scheduling issue and they don't have an ability to communicate and system A changes and that breaks system B. Uh, these larger sorts of problems they need to be done at a senior level. No refactor should ever be done at this scale without having senior presence and ideally people who are domain experts. And if you do that at the company level where you have multiple teams you basically need a genius, a genius level developer. That's the only way you're gonna do it. Uh, everybody tries to do it because unfortunately finding a genius level developer is as I said it's like finding a unicorn. If you find one of these people it's and uh, if you understand that you have a genius level developer the only thing that you as a company should try to do is to promote that person as high up the food chain as makes sense because you have even though you ha you're dealing with a genius they are also of course learning and becoming more mature and so forth and so you mean if you're a genius junior developer then you nurture that person until they are ready to take on a senior role and then they're a genius hopefully going to continue being a genius at the senior level and if they ever stop being at a genius mindset you stop promoting them just pull them as high as possible without over it like you, you, that because that's the thing right you might be a genius junior but you're not a genius senior or you might be a genius senior but you're not going to be a genius like architect level or like a CTO type of thing right so it's all about like at what level are you and how good are you at producing good 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 really good results and so uh, I usually have this rule 
that I follow that determines for me if I'm if a refactor should happen or not and that is that you know the system needs to be refactored when it the time it takes to maintain it has a greater cost than the refactor itself and that's not just in terms of like how fast are you shipping it's also about developer happiness because the thing is guys the system is being built by people and people are emotional and people have desires and dreams and fears and all of this good stuff that makes us human right and if you fail as a company to account for your developers happiness then it's basically like you mistreating your nanny and hoping that she still loves your kid to, in, enough to not drown your your son or daughter when they're out when you're out or that they're going to give that at the very least give that child the attention that it needs to really grow and prosper because you're basically trusting remember you're trusting uh, when you have a nanny you're trusting that person to be there for your child when you're not there and that is what a software developer is your entire company structure is built on the quality of the software that you're building so if you have unhappy software developers that's literally like mistreating your nanny it's a dangerous thing so what I want you to take away from this is that it's almost impossible for me to in a holistic way answer the question how do you know what part of the system or like when to do to the refactor and how to do it and all that stuff because as I said it's like asking a mechanic can what's wrong with my car and then not letting the mechanic examine that specific car because every every car is different or like every problem on a car is usually different you don't know what you're dealing with until you do some research and that is a much bigger problem than what I can solve in my little 10 minutes something something videos uh, so all I can give you is that when I usually work with these sorts of things uh, I first first and foremost I start with the cost value analysis look at the system as a whole and prioritize the, you know, the work and try to segment things into okay these are minor refactors uh, cost value what is the cost what is the output and then bigger things and like so forth and you categorize all the different th uh, technical initiatives based on like how much are we going to get and how much is it going to cost and then you allocate people uh, usually you can give the small stuff you can basically put on the backlog immediately and juniors uh, junior level developers or mid uh, senior developers they can do that immediately because it's like so slow like the scope is very small but for the big stuff you basically need a, a group of people like a group of seniors to deal with it at a company level or at the very least at a large code base level at corporate levels like the really really big scale stuff you basically need a genius developer uh, I would like to say that the perfect in my opinion the thing that has worked the best in historically for me is to have the house um, house structure if you watch dr. house that series where house is the, he's a genius level doctor with other extremely talented all I mean they're geniuses as well who are working with him to solve extremely complicated problems that's what you need in order to do this sort of stuff at like a corporate level in my opinion at the very least and then lastly it's important that you understand that you should only do a refactor if the cost value analysis goes in your favor because it's it's simply a question of uh, is the cost greater to maintain this thing than it is to refactor and then it's in your favor do the refactor and just schedule it appropriately and remember developer happiness counts unhappy developers are a very bad thing and it's as I said it's like mistreating your nanny or your daycare teacher or something like that it's a very dangerous move for you to make and you shouldn't make that move 
but at the same time you can't you know just give in to every need of the developers because they're unfortunately sometimes act they they do act like children and you should never give in to a spoiled brat who thinks that everything revolves around them uh, i'm sorry to say it has to be a balance you have to be a little bit of a parent to your software developers have a great day